So, you know how every, I don't know, it seems like every year, maybe a couple times a year, there's a weird craze that's going on? Uh-oh. Have you heard of this this new one with Laurel? Laurel or Yanny? You know, I do. I did. Uh, I did hear this today. Yeah. This is the one where um, it's kind of like the blue dress, gold dress thing, where some people are hearing one word and some people are hearing the other. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Have you done it yet? Uh, I did do it. Okay. What did you hear? I heard Laurel. Laurel? Yeah. Okay. That's what I was... But I don't know what... Uh, I don't know how it works. What's the gag? I They haven't revealed anything yet, but I I heard Laurel as well. But I've also heard, too, that if you hear it on different devices or different... Basically, like, someone someone listened to it on an iPad and heard Laurel, and then they heard, listened onto a phone and heard Yanny. So I figured let's try it out right now. Oh, we should try it? Do you have yeah. the clip? Yeah, I do. Right, I have it pulled up. You ready? Yep. Okay, go. Penis. <laughs> well, I heard Yanny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to do that, you fuck. <laughs> you know, you said, oh, I got a fun gag to start the show with, and I didn't know. I should have asked before we just didn't. put penis out there. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode 44. You would think after this many episodes we'd have gotten more mature. Not the case. Uh, Cody Michael joined, as always, by Seth Ott. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a lot of fun stuff to get to. Uh, we're going to talk about some news, a uh, little bit of news, a lot of reviews, a lot of reviews, a triple, I think the first time ever, a triple TV triple corner. corner. Holy shit, that's almost an entire room. What? Oh, <laughs> I got confused for a second. Like, what? <laughs> But uh, I tell you what, people, you're going to get what you want today. A lot of, lot of uh, TV reviews, as is the season. You know, things are closing yeah. up shop uh, in the next month or so. So I think we'll have a couple next week, too. So Boom. So TV um, corners abound. Real quick, though, I actually did saw something that made me laugh today. Um, so I was, I kind of had a, sh- a shitty start to my morning. Woke up late. Um, so I got in my workout late. And it was just a, I, when I'm rushed, I get stressed. So I was, I was kind of rushed. And I was on my way to work. Um, and, and I come to a stop and I, I pull a start or coming to a stop and I see a car in front of me and I see the license plate. I, I like to look at license plates for funny things. <laughs> and I saw what first appeared to be a couple twos. And I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. Turned out, turned out that this, this license plate, um, said pizza on it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's cool. And then it had the number 81 in front of it. <laughs> just, just say that, just say it separately. 81 pizza? Just say the numbers. 81 pizza. <laughs> 81 pizza. <laughs> and I'm like, that is easily my favorite license plate I've ever seen. Like, that is a, I've never seen that one. That's amazing. That's a good one. I like so, it. So for a second, though, I thought maybe this is a like a, a business. Like maybe there's a, a new pizza place called like 81 Pizza or the, like there's a – because that would be a sweet business name, actually. I'd eat there. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like maybe it was a just a restaurant of some kind that – that does pizza. Um, and then I looked up and I see, you know, like those evolution pictures that show like a monkey that st- starts to stand up and it turns oh, into sure. a person. Yep. This one turned in from the monkey into someone throwing uh, disc golf into one of the fucking disc golf holes. I'm like, that person <laughs> definitely fucking just loves pizza. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely had a good start to my day. I want to hang out with that guy. <laughs> Seems pretty interesting. And it was like a shitty car too. So I'm like, that 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 license plate's probably worth more than the car was. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. In my mind, anyway. Oh man. Well, like I said, a lot of fun stuff to get into here, but we have to start as always with she tweets. I call you a punk. Fair warning: these are not good she tweets this week. He really, he really had like the the pinnacle of she she tweets last week, and now he kind of just. I think he. He might be running out of steam a little bit, but as we all know, Iron Sheik likes to be political uh, yeah, a little bit. He's talked he's talked a little bit about about politics in the past, and he likes to just talk about any subject that's popular. And uh, this week, the uh, Trump had well, wasn't wasn't this week? It was about a week ago. Uh, Trump backed out of the Iran deals, right? And Iron oh, Sheik, yeah. he's he's Iranian. He's from Iran, yeah. Yeah. So Iron Sheik had this to say. Next time I manage the talks with Iranians, hashtag Iran withdrawal. <laughs> the Sheik wants to be the U.S. ambassador to Iran? Yeah. I'd vote for him. 
I would too, because he followed up that tweet with respect, hashtag celebrate women. So. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. We should be celebrating women. And then finally, my, maybe not the maybe not something he can run his campaign on, but fuck the hashtag National Shrimp Day. He doesn't like shrimp, so. He doesn't like shrimp. He doesn't like shrimp. That's a weird. That's a weird set of three things to care about. That's true. Uh, he he wants to be the ambassador to Iran. He wants us all to make sure that we're respecting women, and he doesn't like shrimp. No shrimp. You know, those are those are three chic ass tweets if I've ever heard them. <laughs> <laughs> I call you a punk. Don't forget, folks, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Get out there, get your first 30 days and your first book credit for free. Free! Uh, recently, I'm listening to, you've probably heard of this book. Uh, it's called uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Have you heard of this one? Yeah, I've heard of it. Who is it by? Uh, Mark Marin is the guy's name. Okay. And he, um, oh, you know what? It, there's a Mark Marin and a Mark Manson. And it's, I think it's, it's by the one who- I think it's probably Mark Marin. I think I think that's it's not the comedian. That's Mark Marin. Okay, so it's Mark Manson. Okay. Um, I always get the two confused. Anyway, it's like a self help kind of book, um, but it's very kind of irreverent, and so he he literally says like don't give a fuck about certain things. Now there's okay. some nuance to that. It doesn't literally mean just don't give a fuck about anything, but he talks about uh, allocating your fucks to the right things and a lot of stuff like that. Uh, I'm about two two thirds of the way through it, and it, it's cool. It's it's a fun listen. Even if you're not looking for the lesson in there or, or trying to actual self-help, but there's some good stuff in there, and I think some actual legit lessons that people could think about and learn. I've certainly learned a couple things listening to it. So I don't like to um, learn when I read. You don't? No. Well, I do. <laughs> I'm on a tilt right now with that. I, I listened to Astrophysics, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson a couple weeks ago, and now this. So yeah, I'm trying to get my brain bigged. You know. Look at you go. Yep, got that that brain hole swole. Gross. <laughs> that is gross. Uh, if you do, like me, want to listen to the subtle art of not giving a fuck, get out there to audibletrial.com slash SoCo, where you can get it for free. Penis. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to have a soundboard on <laughs> We're never going to hear the end of this penis thing. Free. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get, uh, let's get over into Sports. Sports. And boom goes the dynamite. So I know that uh, we said last week that we'd be talking about the NFL draft this week. Uh, I think we're going to push that off a week. And so we'll bring that back next week and, and we'll get real in-depth about the uh, the top draft picks. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks first round. We'll get into that, talk about you know who we think won the draft, how the Vikings and Rams drafted, all that to come uh, next week. We'll get that, we'll get that in. Um, for now in sports, just a little bit of time to talk about the NBA playoffs. Playoffs? And, man, things are heating up. So you have uh, Rockets and Warriors in the West. They had a really good game one. Uh, the Warriors uh, ended up winning by about a dozen, but a really close game the whole way through. We, I watched a lot of it. I think you did. I think we both watched the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, and James Harden was lights out. Uh, Rockets just couldn't really shoot as well as they're supposed to be able to. So Warriors, man, they just come at you from all angles. It's so hard to block or so hard to guard all of those guys. Uh, not a lot of gaps in that. I think they have repeat written all over them at this point, honestly. Um, they lead 1-0 to zero tonight. So by the time that everyone, all of you out there hear this, uh, Game 2 will have already happened. So uh, it, they may be up 2-0 or it may be 1-1. to one. We don't know yet. Uh, we do know that the Cavs are down 2-0 to zero to the Celtics. And I've watched almost all of those two games. Mm-hmm. And... The Celtics look really fucking good, man. <laughs> they really do. And it sucks because you know how much I love LeBron. And he's been he's been playing lights out. He's been playing great basketball. But no one else on his team seems to want to play. <laughs> I know last last night, um, the backcourt, so the guards of Boston outscored the two guards from Cleveland forty one to three. And LeBron can't make up for that kind of gap. So Sounds like a lot. Yeah, it is. Um, so, I don't know. Hopefully Cleveland can get it turned around and make it a series. Otherwise, they're really in danger of getting swept here. Um, but I think, for my money, as much as I want to see LeBron get in, uh, I would love to see the Warriors and Celtics in the finals. I think that they have very similar teams. Uh, they, Like I said, they can come at you from all angles. 
uh, Boston's just younger, but I think they're also kind of faster and stronger. So I, that could make for a really good series. But I, I certainly know the Rockets aren't going to lay down. They were the number one seed in the West for a reason. But right. uh, the way the Warriors looked the other night, I, I was pretty impressed. So I don't know. Who, who, who are you pulling for for to be the finals matchup? I would actually prefer probably the Cavs and the, and the Rockets. Okay. Yeah, the, the two the two underdogs. Yeah, they they have similar teams, and they played in similar ways these first few games. Like, mm-hmm. They have one stud who's going to score a million points, um, kind of a second player, Chris Paul slash Kevin Love, and then a whole bunch of nothing, mm-hmm. it seems like, in terms of scoring. Uh, at least that's what it's been so far in these series. I know the Rockets have gotten more balanced scoring in the past, but I don't know, man. It, it, it looks... I really wish the Cavs looked better, <laughs> but they really, they really didn't. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, Saturday night uh, they can come back with a win. They'll be home at Cleveland again, which will be good. But yeah, I think it's keeping. Now is about the time. Like if you don't watch basketball, now is about the time you should start watching. Yeah, these, uh, these conference finals and then the finals obviously are where you really get to see the best basketball be played. I love it. I try to catch every game. Um, I did have one real quick thing in sports. We can make a little game out of it, too. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if you saw this week, the Panthers uh, got purchased, the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, did you see how much it was for? Ooh, uh, I do know it was the, the the highest purchase of an NFL team in history. Yep. Um, I would say $2.3 billion. Very close, 2.2. Ah, I so here's some of the other. So, so recently in the last, uh, I guess the last five franchises to be sold, Including the Panthers, so they're the the next four. The Rams were sold in 2010. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how much that was for? Um, I bet it was a lot. Less. Was it like 1.2? No, it was 700 million. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So there's between 2.2 billion, 700 700 million. Um, the Jaguars were in 2012. Do you remember what they were? 1.2. They were only seven hundred seventy million. Oh God! <laughs> the the Browns in twenty twelve. Oh, uh, fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know a billion. Yep, that was that was a billion. And then the last one before the Panthers were the Bills in twenty fourteen. Who's buying these fucking teams? One point two. One point one. So. So it's twice as much it as the du- last team. It sell. doubled. Yeah. Holy the, shit. Yep. So you could have bought you could have bought the Bills and the Browns for what this guy's paying for the Panthers. Yep. Well, a lot of people were worried too that the next owner was going to take them out of Carolina, but it sounds like they're staying there. So, and he was a he was a minority owner of another NFL team as well. I can't remember who it was. So, does he have to sell a share in the other team? I don't know. I, don't I bet know. he does. I don't know the rules behind that. I bet he does. Um, yeah, I, I I like him. I think that's a good fan base there. I hope I hope that they he sticks to his guns and and stays there. Um, I don't know. Ownership do, had, doesn't seem to really change much to me, at least. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe maybe it means they get better. Or something. Well, the Rams got better when they got brought, bought, so. Well, it took them a while. <laughs> it took them about five years to get any better. But uh, yeah. Kroenke also signed Fisher. So yeah. uh, they got worse for a while before it got any better. True. But, yeah, good good for the Panthers. Uh, I know there was a lot of – I know Diddy was in the mix. I was kind of hoping he'd buy it. <laughs> but uh, I suppose, you know, this. I think it's a hedge fund manager, probably a rich-ass rich old white guy yep. um, that made the purchase. So, I mean, sure, whatever. It doesn't really, I think, affect the game very much. But good to see that that's sold and uh, that won't interfere with the season, it being done so far ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah, that Cavs game, though. We are going to be catching from Denver. Denver. That'll be fun. Uh, we're taking a little trip, a little, uh, little romantic getaway, <laughs> long three-day weekend uh, road trip to Denver where we're going to do some drinking and some uh, hiking and see what else we can get into. But, uh, yeah, if, if any of you guys are out there in Denver, uh, hit us up. Send us an email, show 91 <laughs> at gmail.com. Buy us a beer or something. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. How about all 11 listeners send us a Venmo for the price of a beer? There you go. Or the price of gas. That's just expensive. <laughs> yeah, Denver's going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure we'll have stories for it next week. Yeah, we're going to bring the microphone and just record the whole time. We should do that. And then you edit it. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> uh, let's get over to video games. Video games. Whoa. Whoa. This week's video game segment brought to you by our Pop-Tart of the Week, Jolly Rancher Cherry. Got a bit, a few bits of video game news. Ooh, I like bits. I'm really angry about it. Uh-oh. Not, not really. Uh, the first first of this will uh, 
impact us both, or not really impact us, just kind of a little bit of news. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which comes out in September, apparently had a budget of $75 to $100 million. Good God. Yeah, so it better look good. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If there's a microtransaction in there, I'm not fucking buying it. I'll tell you that right, goddamn. (laughs) I just thought that that's really interesting because you don't really hear much about video game budgets. Um, That's more than almost every movie. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a lot of movies. Seventy five million dollars. That's that, I bet like two percent of movies are more than that. So some some other some other games that have had some pretty high budgets. Um, Grand Theft Auto Five had one hundred thirty seven million. They made that back. Star Wars: The Old Republic had two hundred million. Destiny had a hundred forty million. Did you say two hundred million? Yeah. Good God. Here's here's the crazy one though. Nineteen ninety seven, a little game called Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, was about $50 million, which for that time... Even then? Yeah. Good God. Yeah. That game looks like poop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it's just it's just crazy because, like, I mean, video games... I mean, you look at a game like God of War and probably what Tomb Raider will do, like, they, they sell a shit ton of copies, you know, 10 million copies usually, 10, 20 million. Call of Duty's another one. Uh, but you just never think about, oh, they make a lot of money, but how much they put into it, so... Yeah, so what is that? If they, said, if they sell 10 million at... 60 bucks a pop that's 100 million back mm-hmm. so they need to sell they need to sell 10 million copies to make their money back yeah that's a risk and they're still marketing and all that stuff yeah damn that's wild I, you know I, I i like that and i think the game will be gorgeous i hope that i hope that it doesn't trend that way mm-hmm. you know and i don't think it will i think there will always be those indie small games that still break out um or you're kind of mid-level uh, budget games that that still find a way to be great i don't think it has to be that expensive to be good and i think video game the video game industry understands that so i i don't see it trending that way i just i i hope that it doesn't <laughs> right um and the other bit of news that kind of came out uh we're starting to get into e3 season here in in, in a couple uh, next month i think it's usually yep. when when they do e3 uh the ps4 conference they released some news about it uh they are doing a different style this year is it going to be good <laughs> shut up <laughs> well the one one thing you like about it so what they're going away from the classic press conference thing. Uh, what they're doing is they're gonna. It's basically gonna be an in-depth look at their their four big games that are coming out. So off the top of my head, I know Last of Us Part Two, game made by Sucker Punch that they showed a little teaser of it last year. It's like a samurai game, uh, and then I can't remember what there's what there's one and there's one more and then Spider-Man Four. Or not Spider-Man Four, Spider-Man, Spider-Man <laughs> game, Spider-Man PS4. So we're gonna get in-depth Spidey coverage. We're gonna, they're gonna get, which comes out like a month or two months after. Yeah, that'll well, be cool. You're gonna see some like completed game shit. Yeah, so it, so yeah, we get some in-depth looks at those, and then they're gonna do like the third-party titles, kind of get a little time for that. But it's not gonna be your come out and talk about. Um, with with some dude standing on the on the stage talking about stupid shit no one cares about. You know, it's gonna just be games. On to the next in depth look at one game, on to the next thing, like that type of thing, uh, which they kind of started last year. They had the, the guy only came out like twice last year, so I I, I hope I hope that it's as I liked last year's presentation. Also, too, they did announce no new hardware as well. So, Thank God, that's what I was worried you were going to say. So, it's it's all going to be game focus and really not even a press conference. It's just going to be like roll the fucking tape, monkey, and then and then they're going to, you know, show the game. Any news about what Xbox is going to do? No. Because I bet they stick to the old formula. They really they, Phil Spencer really likes coming out and talking. They like their show. Yeah. They like their spectacle. They certainly do. And I, generally, I like it, too. Um, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the talky parts I enjoy listening to because I like hearing a little bit about the tech specs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I do think that being more game-focused for E3 is a good thing. I just, I'm just crossing my fingers that there's no new fucking hardware. It is not the time. Yeah, Xbox shouldn't, because, I mean, last year their whole thing was the Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. That was the whole press conference. Yeah. And uh, I was pretty under- underwhelmed with Xboxes last year. So hopefully it's all games this year, and they, they show more of that and really get to have people experience that new hardware. Because it is impressive. I've seen some of the videos of the, the games played on it, and it looks great, but... They don't really have any games you can play on it right now. Yeah, there's not a lot of... You kind of have to get a game that already was out, and then it, they upscale them, which mm-hmm. apparently works really well and is cool. But, uh, you know, some of the name, some of the games that will be natively created for that should be pretty fucking impressive. Right. Yeah, we'll see, though. I love... I certainly love E3. Um, we even looked into... <laughs> 
We even looked into going this year. Um, But it is prohibitively expensive. Yeah. And so we decided fucking not to. So we'll watch all the coverage and then filter it through to you guys, but it won't be firsthand knowledge. And you know what? We'll actually have a vested uh, interest in Nintendo this year, having the Switch. So That's true. Maybe they'll introduce the next console and we'll have to fucking buy that. (laughs) There better be some Smash Brothers stuff. Oh, yeah. There will be. Lots of e- lots of E three stuff uh, yet to come in the in the few weeks before uh, I think it's usually the first week of June, so like three, four, five, something along those lines. So mm-hmm. uh, in a few weeks here, we'll have all the E three coverage you can stand. Let's go from there into movies. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Movies. All right. So kind of a. Somewhat busy week in movies. We had a few pieces of news and a few trailers drop. I know one that I think you had a chance to see or at least kind of read more about was the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer. I was really excited. So I didn't watch it. I okay. saw I saw like little clips of it on Twitter or whatever. Um, but the response I've seen has been really good. Yeah. And you've watched it. What would you oh, think? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Rami Malek's in it, so I'm, I'm really pumped. <laughs> and also, I mean, there's so much Queen music that you don't even realize that you know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that like, I think this movie is going to be really good even just for not just for his performance and everything but uh just for the music the music's gonna be sweet mm-hmm. i know the studio thinks it's good they moved it up mm-hmm. from december into november which was beginning of november november 2nd yeah this is one that made uh, i think at least your uh most anticipated it, list it was an honorable mention yeah at the beginning the of the year yeah. so uh rami malik is gonna play freddie mercury who's just fucking awesome yep. now what i heard about this was that they came out and said that this movie won't cover the AIDS breakout. Freddie Mercury, Mercury famously died of AIDS. Spoilers. Um, and apparently this won't cover AIDS, at least not in any major way. See, I've, I've heard conflicting reports on that. Okay. So but, what, all I had seen was that it won't, and a lot of people were pissed about that. But I don't know. What did you – did you hear that they I've, that it see, will be part of the story? See, I've heard that the, those reports of it not covering that are not true. Uh, okay. So – well, here's hoping. I don't want. I don't want how good the movie. I, I, I'm sure it will be great, and I don't want that to be overshadowed by them tucking something like that under the rug. Right. Um, I think like straight out of Compton, Easy E gets AIDS and dies, mm-hmm. and they handled that in a way that didn't drive the whole plot of the movie, but was still important and impactful. So, I think that there's room for that to be in there and not be the main focal point, which I'm sure they want to avoid. Yeah, uh, and just watching the trailer too, there's it clearly shows different. Uh, stages of his life mm-hmm. um just by the way he looks and you know the crowds they show in it and stuff so i i think they'll i think they'll show it it'll be cool it'll be man queen fucking rules dude <laughs> i saw uh our our seventh or not seventh our 10th grade uh science teacher mr delong showed <laughs> shout us, out yeah shout out to mr delong tracy delong and he um he showed us a concert video of one of the shows in their european tour i think it was in germany and it was the most incredible concert I've ever fucking seen. Freddie Mercury is just going batshit crazy on stage. Probably, <laughs> like, if you've watched a, a Queen concert video, it's probably that video. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is absolutely... It might be in Munich. Munich in Germany. Yeah. Um, I think it was in Munich. And it is totally epic. He, like... He just he just captures everyone's fucking attention for however long he wants it. It's, he's one of the amazing showmen of the last hundred years. So that movie is going to be, and we've all, we've said this all before. That movie is going to be awesome. We'll be there day one. Oh yeah. I can't wait. One other trailer dropped, uh, today, actually one that you're excited about. I know you won't watch this trailer, but, <laughs> uh, it's the mission impossible trailer. Uh, they, they gave a full, the first one was a teaser. This is a full trailer. And of course, as you can expect, sweet action. They give a little bit more about the story. Seems like he's going rogue again, of course. Well, he's got to be disavowed or it wouldn't be a movie. Right. Um, so we get a little more of that. The thing I'm the most excited about, though, is him and Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. The, their fighting in that trailer is just like, it's like rough. It's like, Ugh. like <laughs> especially the way like Cavill punches. Oh, my God. It's, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. So I saw a gif of this. And Henry Cow, I think he's got a shirt off, or at least he's wearing not much of a shirt. And he, like, throws a couple punches, and then he backs up, and he kind of, like, cocks his arms. And the yeah. the gif the, was captioned, uh, Henry Cavill's so strong, he has to reload his arm. <laughs> <laughs> and it looked pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, maybe I can link to I'll try and link to that gif, because it's hilarious. If That's... you look at it and you hear it that way. And I think you can get it with the sound, too. Mm-hmm. So I'll try to find that and see if I can get a link to it down below. Yeah, that's funny. I, I, yeah, I think it's going to be really sweet. And they show a little, few more stunts in it. And, yeah, it's gonna. it, it seems like it's going to have more of a 
even more of a, I don't want to say rogue tone, but just kind of like a shit's going really bad for him this time. Like, uh, okay. there's like some more stakes to it than than there has. So I do love steak. <laughs> and then one one piece of one piece of news, a movie that I know we both loved, uh, came out about ten years ago, but Zombieland Two. Uh, is apparently slated to come out October 2019 with all the original cast. Is that still happening? Yeah. I've given up on that. So, because they did the Amazon series, uh, the director, I can't remember now, heard it earlier today, but he, he, he directed the, Ruben Fleischer, he directed the first episode of the Amazon series and it sucked. The show sucked. And so it didn't get picked up because that's when they were doing those like test pilot things where people could vote. And... But the original writers didn't come back. Rhett Reese is one of them who uh, he's the guy who wrote co-wrote Deadpool. OK. And so he came out and he, he did an interview kind of doing the press tour with Deadpool, but said that they're working on uh, they're working on that. They're writing the script and everything and, and they'll be getting the original cast back and and all that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. What do you think about that? I I am excited. Um, I think that whole cast is awesome. And was pretty young and cheap back in the day, but now I think they've all really grown into great actors. Right. Woody Harrelson already was, but I think Emma Stone and and Jesse Eisenberg and even uh, is that Abigail Breslin? I have no idea. Is that who the young girl is? Um, have all grown into really good actors. So that that could actually be really fucking cool. That movie was so hilarious and creative. Yep. So I just want to go back to that world for a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm. I'll be there for this one. I'm amazed that it's actually coming out. You heard about this for years and years. Yep. And then it never happened. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll remain a little skeptical, but, uh, when it does come out, I'll, I'll be there right away. I, I hope that they go even, like still like they do it. They don't do like, uh, Incredibles is doing and do it like right after the first movie. I hope they actually do a 10 year time jump or oh, ten, they're gonna have to like for, current times. Cause yeah. I think it would be cool to see the world now 10 mm-hmm. years. That's my favorite thing about walking dead uh, is to see how the world has gone. Yeah. I love that apocalyptic stuff. My favorite thing about walking dead is the end credits. <laughs> So I do want to see the the world though, kind of like where it's at now, and and how they survived and all that stuff, how they've changed. So, and I just want to see Emma Stone. <laughs> and uh, the last thing, not news, but it, I did catch a movie I wanted to watch for a while. It finally came out for free on Amazon Prime. Uh, the movie's Last Flag Flying. I don't know if I talked about it on here at all, uh, but just do a quick review of that. So that's a movie that stars Steve Carell. <clears throat> Steve Carell. Brian Cranston and Lawrence Fishburne. Basically, the story is uh, Steve Carell. His son has died uh, over overseas. This takes place around 2003, so he died in I think Afghanistan. And he, his wife had recently died as well, so he's he's all alone. Uh, and he goes to this bar, uh, who's owned the bar is owned by Brian Cranston. Turns out that they were Vietnam buddies, and so he's he talks to. Uh, Brian Cranston character Brian Cranston's character about going to uh, Arlington Cemetery is that what it is? Yep. And burying his son. And along the way, they go meet up with another old war, bu- war buddy, Lawrence Fishburne, who's now a a pastor or priest. And he, uh, you know, they they, they kind of see how they all have changed, uh, you know, from from Vietnam and things like that. And really, it's kind of a road trip movie when it comes down to it about these guys reconnecting and finding friendship through that and, and helping each other agree with with certain things. And it it's it's really kind of an interesting movie in, in that aspect. Um, there's definitely some some funny jokes uh, here and there. I think there are some parts where you could tell they were ad living, especially like Cranston and Carell. True. They're they're they pretty funny in those moments. Um but I mean, like like I said, it's a it's a road trip movie. It's a pretty stereotypical road trip movie. They have you know their stops here and there that kind of derail their their mission. It does take a little bit to get going in the beginning because if you've even watched the trailer, you know that Steve Carell ends up taking his son away from Arlington and and wants to bury him at home, and so they take him with um, through various means of transportation. So it does take a bit to get to that. It took like you walked in and it was like forty minutes in, and they yeah. still hadn't even done that yet. And it uh, still even takes a little bit longer than that. But really, though, once it gets going on the road trip and they start reconnecting and you see their chemistry together, it's really it's really fun uh, in that aspect. And then sometimes it can get deep with the whole sun dying and that type of thing. But it was actually a ha- happier movie than I expected it to be. It was directed by Richard, Richard Linklater as well, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh, really? So huh. I always like his movies. I like his style. But uh, overall, I'd say, I mean, if you have Amazon Prime, 
definitely worth a worth a, a look. Brian Cranston. We were talking about this too when you walked in. Uh, Brian Cranston is really good at for me anyway. For someone who loved Breaking Bad's favorite show, he's probably my favorite actor of separating himself from Walter White, and he's he's able to have just such distinct roles in shows and movies. Uh, you, I mean, you look at him. He was the the dad of Malcolm in the Middle, and then he was Walter White, and then we watched a movie called Wakefield, uh, where he's kind of like this weird you know, biz, uh, middle-aged businessman, father, husband type guy. And he was able to ch- kind of change his, change his, uh, character throughout that. And, and then this one, he's like this, uh, kind of asshole-ish yet lovable bar owner and, and that type of thing. So his performance is really good. Steve Carell's is really good as well. Um, he, he plays kind of a, <clears throat> he plays, you know, the, the sad, the sad dad has been through some shit, but he's also someone who, uh, still has some hope. And then Lawrence Fishburne, uh, he's, he, he's, he's really funny actually. Cause he plays like this love, love, love God type person at the beginning. And then he kind of switches and, and you see the old him from Vietnam kind of break out. So he's got this internal struggle through a lot of it too, which is fun. So, uh, yeah, check it out. If you're, if you're bored someday, it is kind of a two hour movie. So it is a little bit long, uh, but it's, it's fun. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I might have to check this one out. I, I liked the premise. I like the actors. So, uh, yeah, I'll put this one on my list if you think it's good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. All right, let's get to the part that people came for, Seth. Uh, let's move over into TV. That's what she said. TV. Oh, there's Steve Carell himself. <laughs> Ever the tease, I'm <laughs> going to uh, put a pause on the TV corner for a quick sec uh, to bring up this this cool bit of news that I'm really excited about. So Guillermo del Toro, mm. the most recent best director, uh, is reportedly going to be making a horror series for Netflix. It's going to be a horror anthology series. Um, basically like Tales of the Crypt, I suppose, where uh, Twilight Zone type thing, but all horror uh, anthology. And Guillermo del Toro, this sounds like a fucking winner to me right out the bat. Uh, he's always been super creative, especially with his evil creatures and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So um, this will be one that I'm in line for. I, I know you're not as much of a horror fan as I am, but I know you like Shape of Water. Would mm-hmm. you Would you consider checking this out? Yeah, I mean, if it, if it reviews are good and everything, I definitely would check it out. For me, it's for me with horror stuff, I'll watch it if it's good. And if people are saying it's good, I'll, I'll check it out. So, yeah, I think um, it's kind of what what is kind of weird is uh, this comes now. This is old news from last year, but I don't remember if we talked about it on the show here. Um, Del Toro is also working on. He's producing and co-writing a movie with uh, CBS Films as the is the distributor, um, but the movie is based on the scary stories to tell in the dark books. Do you remember those from when we were kids? No. You don't remember those? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, so there was a... They were meant for kids, but it was a scary... It was a scary anthology book. Mm -hmm. And it was called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. The second one was called More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And the third one was Scary Stories 3. um, More Electric Boogaloo? No. More Tales to Chill Your Bones is what it was called. Mm. Um, And it's just kind of funny because that's a horror anthology and he's working on the movie for that. And then huh. also he's doing his own horror anthology show for Netflix. So I thought that was kind of kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, the, that reminds me of like the Castle Rock show that's coming out on Hulu, which I like the trailer, the trailers and commercials for uh, that series, the Stephen King series. Uh, that oh, had, that's right. Yep. That has uh, it's going to take place in his, you know, his Stephen King universe. It's going to have a bunch of characters that kind of tie in with a bunch of the books. Um, Bill Skarsgård's even in it. He's not going to be Pennywise, but I, I, it looks kind of interesting. If it's if it's reviewed well, I'll try definitely check it out. Yeah, that's one I definitely have on my list. Anything Stephen King at this point, I'm 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 in line for. Yeah. So of course we have. This is the time of the year where we hear of TV renewals and cancellations. Uh, so got a bit of sad news and a little bit of happy news as well. But uh, the first bit of sad news we talked about it last week. Uh, Superior Donuts is officially canceled. Oh man. Yeah. So uh, um, one of my favorite shows that I'm very disappointed about. Uh, Fox was just on a fucking hatchet mission this week. Um, but they can't. Yeah, yeah, slashed everything. Because <laughs> New Girl ended this week, mm-hmm. which will be a tease for the TV corner. And then they canceled Last Man on Earth, which I'm very sad about. Uh, they they ended this the last season on a fucking cliffhanger too, <laughs> so that'll never get solved. And then they also canceled uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine as well, which which made me very sad. So, uh, we hardly knew ye. Uh, we're gonna have to put you to rest in the TV graveyard. But, the, but the wait, TV gods, but wait, 
They giveth and they taketh away. But I, I feel like I feel like it's the end of Carrie with a hand pops out of the grave. Uh, <laughs> Rebirth. Brooklyn Nine Nine is revived on NBC. Dun, dun, dun. I was gonna hope you hit the sign sounder again. Oh, hold on, I'll do it. That's all right. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> TV. NBC. <laughs> thank God. you, NBC. Thank you. Thank God. Uh, this I've actually I've really liked this this new season of, of Brooklyn Nine Nine as well. A little bit of spoiler for that TV corner when that comes in a couple weeks. They're they're doing the good work over there. They got they got some really just interesting shows. Um, they they are, they have the Good Place, which is a really it's a great show and kind of does some different stuff. They're gonna have Nine Nine now, which is a really you think about it as a super diverse show. Oh, yeah. Um, with, like, Holt as the gay black captain. You got a bunch of Latino uh, act- actresses for, the for like, the detectives and everything. Um, you have, I mean, you have some really strong females in the show just in general. Chelsea Peretti, too. She's great. Um, and then you got some of my demographic, the, the chubby the chubby cops. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are fucking hilarious. Hitchcock and Scully. <laughs> They're great. So, no, I'm very happy that that, that got picked up, so. A um, couple of, of renewals, a uh, couple of surprises for me, actually. Well, one surprise. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is being picked up uh, for a, I don't know what season, I think five, season five? I think it's six. The The difference is this year is uh, is they're changing when it comes out. Oh. So it's coming out summer of 2019. So it's going to be basically this time next year. I think I think they're doing that for two reasons. One, the ratings were low. Mm-hmm. But two, it's post Avengers four, right? And they've kind of talked about Avengers on this newest season, and they mentioned Thanos and and kind of some weird shit that's going on. I'm interested to see how the finale is. The finale is this week, so I want to see if if some of the implications from the movie go into the show. But um, they they you know they can still have the everything that's being solved from from that world in, in the new season without having to explain too much right so yeah i i think that i the show i thought is it's been fine i think critically it's been reviewed actually i think it's the best reviewed season um that they've had so far i think it's in the 90s or so on tomatoes um and i think for most of the most of the the interest that i have in it is is just like a couple of the characters and then just to see how it ties in with everything so um i i hope that this next one is the last i was surprised that they got picked up to be honest but i hope the next one is the last and they kind of wrap everything up post infinity war part two or whatever it's going to be called yeah i'm with you on that i've 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 never understood how this show stays on so uh, <laughs> i'm hoping that they, they they get their graceful exit but yeah it's about that time i think one show that will be getting its graceful exit um i'm happy about this but also it's a little bittersweet gotham will be uh, airing its final season uh, next season and i think i don't know if that maybe is a short order i don't know i can't remember um but yeah, I, the, the the final season, fifth and final season of Gotham. I'm glad they get to to wrap up the story mm-hmm. in, in a in a way that will make sense. Um, I think that they can definitely do it in a really cool way with tying it. Because my 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 thought of the entire show, even when they announced the show, is this has to end with him actually being Batman, him mm-hmm. in the suit, kind of like right. Smallville did. And I think that's what we're gonna get. I think I think the the last season will. Go even more into him becoming Batman, which they've already started to do, and the last shot of him will be in that suit. I think he'll be standing above the city with his cape on, and that's, yeah. that has to be the last. They've always known that has to be the last shot yeah. of the show. So I hope that's what we get. I'm excited that they get another season and they get to, to tell it. So yeah, that's kind of strange. I mean, good. You don't want to overstay your welcome, but they've been really reviewed really well the last kind of season and a half. So. Um, I guess good on him for having him kind of wrap it up while it's hot rather than letting it overstay its welcome. Yeah. Did you also hear another, uh, oh, thank goodness this was revived, Last Man Standing? Oh, yeah. Did we talk about this? Not Getting renewed show, but... by Fox. Mm-hmm. So they're losing Last Man on Earth and replacing it with Last Man Standing. Oh, God. Which, if you don't know, is Tim Allen's show where he is super conservative and, you know, Talks about how gays are weird, and I don't know if he talks about stuff like that. But anyway, it's it's very conservative, very not uh, politically correct, and that it was very proud of itself for that. Mm-hmm. And then when it got canceled, everyone thought it was an affront, um, and everyone was like, "No, this is bullshit because liberals get to have their TV. Why can't we have ours?" So now, thank goodness for Fox, mm. uh, they're bringing that back so that the uh, the conservatives can have what they want. But so uh, 
Thank goodness, because Tim Allen really needed more work. He deserves it. Uh? <laughs> Maybe that's why they canceled Last Man on Earth, because they didn't want confusion. Didn't want to want too many last mans. Yeah. There was a little talk of maybe um, like Netflix or Hulu potentially giving Last Man on Earth a shot, but I don't know. We'll see. I could see it. We'll need a with all these shows getting canceled and then brought back. We'll need a TV zombie <laughs> sounder here pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, congrats to the shows getting renewed. Uh, bummer to those that weren't. Um, but let's talk about some of the shows that wrapped up in the last week or so. We got to get into Seth's TV Corner. That's in my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! And it's a triple corner this week. A triple TV corner. This might be the biggest corner of what we've had so far. <laughs> uh, sh- what are you going to start with? It's really weird that it's all shows that are half hour. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Um, did you finish, Barry? No. I have we the last could, episode left. We could have done a, a, co, a co-corner. Yeah, but instead... A Seth co-corner. <laughs> All right, so I I'm going to... I did want to finish it. I was going to watch it last night, but I decided not to. All right, so yeah, three shows, all 30 minutes apiece, um, and and also in varying stages of their their uh, life cycle so far. So the first one I'll start with, uh, Barry Season 1 on the Hobo Network. Um, it's not TV, Seth. It's HBO. <laughs> so uh, I think we've talked about it a little bit in, in the past, just shows that we were anticipating and, and kind of as the show was going on. But uh, it's the show starring Bill Hader. Uh, he's a serial – not serial killer. He's a hitman who moves out to L.A. for a job and ends up become, wanting to become an actor and kind of him going through the struggles of of – the two lives that he has and, and the life that he really wants, which is the acting life versus the life that he is kind of forced into, uh, which is the hitman life. It's a, it was a mix of a comedy and a, and a, and a drama. Uh, a lot of times I thought the show would really rely more on the comedy, but it ended up being more drama filled and kind of action at times. So uh, I thought that was interesting. I didn't really get what I was going to, what I expected out of it, but what I did get, I, I enjoyed, um, Kind of, it's a short short season, like eight episodes, I think. Yeah, Again, all eight. all half hour a piece. So it's something you can get through pretty quick. I thought all the performances were pretty good. Uh, the characters knew themselves pretty well. Really, my favorite part was kind of the acting part of it, which is kind of strange for me. I thought I would enjoy kind of the more hitman side of it. But I really enjoyed uh, the Henry Link- Henry Winkler. I can't say his name. <laughs> Henry Winkler. <laughs> Do it. Say it again. Henry Winkler. There you go. Yeah, I enjoyed his role. I like him in everything. Obviously, I've been kind of starting to rewatch uh, Rest of Development. I really love his his uh, lawyer character. But anyway, uh, I liked his character quite a bit. And and Barry, um, I liked the. There's another hitman, or not hitman. He's he's the the Russian. Is that what they are? Russian? Do you remember? Chechen. Chechen. Um, He's like part of the family. He's a bald guy. He plays Victor's ass in Gotham, but he was really good in the show. He's really funny, um, and I I hated, but I also liked her character, the 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 love interest of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, though, I would I would recommend this show for really anyone who's a fan of Bill Hader. For one, he he does a really good job. He writes writes a lot of these episodes. He directs a couple, and he's his performance is really good in the show. Uh, I would also recommend this to anyone who is fan of Dexter. Uh, has a very Dexter vibe, a little bit more lighthearted, uh, but it kind of has like that that double life murder type vibe. So, um, I, I would re- I would recommend the show for kind of those those audiences. Otherwise, I mean, it's not something I would rush out and see. It's it's something you can watch quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, you have some time to kill on a flight or something, check it out. Um, but otherwise, I mean, those are the kind of the, the audiences I would say. Yeah, I would tack on to that. So I'm watching this show, too. I just haven't seen the finale yet. But, yeah, the the female lead uh, that you were referring to, she's amazing in this. Mm -hmm. She has to do so much. um, You know, she has to act as an actress and she has an act. She has to act as a bad actress and then she has to act as a good actress acting bad. Like it's it's so it's weirdly meta and she does everything that they ask her really, really well. Yeah. Bill Hader's fantastic. The story in this is good. And it has a surprising amount of, like, actual heavy-ass moments in it mm-hmm. um, that I really have appreciated. Yeah, it's been weird. I, I remember mentioning to you a couple times during the season, I was like, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> right. But I think I just didn't really understand what it was until mm-hmm. the last few episodes. And 
then it all kind of comes into focus because yeah, it's not a comedy. If you go in expecting a comedy, you're not going to enjoy it. Right. Um, it's a, it's, I think it's even more drama than comedy. It does have some funny sections, but yeah, I, I, mean, I liked this a lot. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it. And like you said, it's only eight episodes, half hour a piece. So you could watch that on a lazy Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just times where it kind of felt like, it, I think the middle of the season kind of dragged at mm-hmm. times and it felt slow. I found myself looking at my phone, uh, when I'd rather be watching the show, you know, sure. um, but yeah, it's it, it. I think when you come in expecting a Bill Hader, you think it's gonna be hilarious, and it's you know it, it's not. You know, there's some funny moments, but uh, it's a good drama. So the next show, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is a show that ended uh, final season, final episode last night. Actually, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, but uh, New Girl had its final season, season seven. And I know you haven't had a chance to check this out. You've, you're caught up on everything else, aren't you? I've but, seen all the seasons before this one. I haven't seen any of this okay. season. So you haven't seen season seven. Right. I know we're both big fans of the show. You got me into the show uh, a few years back. And uh, so this season was, was only eight episodes. I kind of That's weird, like Barry. <laughs> um, and it, it I, I think overall, as, as, as just as a season, I kind of want to talk about this in two parts. As a season, I really enjoyed it. I, I the, A lot of times, like, the time jumps can be distracting or suck. Uh, I thought the time jump actually... Um, served the show. A How little, far it, ahead do they go? I think three years. Okay. So it's not super far. They're basically just far enough to kind of introduce that uh, Schmidt and, and Cece have a kid, uh, Ruby, I think her name is, uh, Winston and um, what is her name? N- her na- the actress is Nassim Pedra, but I can't remember her, the, his wife's name. Uh, the, they've gotten married and are expecting a kid and Nick and Jess are together and Nick has become a successful author. So that's kind of the things that they throw in right away. Huh. And from there, though, it's just a regular season of New Girl, honestly. Um, there, there's there's some really funny moments. They kind of wrap up a few things here and there. You get some cameos. Coach pops in for an episode. Um, so you, you, it's New Girl. I mean, it's it's exactly what you expect. Um, they don't really start wrapping things up until the last, the last really two episodes. And so that was kind of the second part that – the finale. I, I I was thinking about this when I was watching this last night. Finales can can really do like one or two things. They can kind of make you like sad and nostalgic and kind of leave the character and really wrap up the the story of the characters just with a finality. I think of like Breaking Bad. Uh, it's not really nostalgic, but it's sad and and kind of like you know gives you the final of the characters, right? Um, but then you have a show. Like uh, like how I met your mother, right? So you get it really that ended up that had an open ending. It was like this 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 family of friends who they really are a family, and and they they all kind of go their separate ways and have their lives, right? New Girl kind of had a, a an in between for the finale, hmm. so it kind of had a mixture. Um, kind of ends with them almost like friends, like and, and how I met your mother, honestly leaving the loft, right? You know, like that, that, that you'd expect that sure. they're going to leave the loft and kind of do their own lives. But there's some really nice moments where really that they don't, it, it ends in a way where you don't feel like it's all over for them. Kind of like how I met your mother is where it's like, they all spread apart. They're still, you can tell they're still all going to be, you know, a, a big part of each other's lives, that type of thing. Um, there's also not too much nostalgic things. Like the, the last episode has some of the, the, them going through some things that they did in the past, but it's not done in a way that's meant to make you like, oh my god, you know, cry <laughs> and be like depressed that it's over. It, it's, they just really do it for joke purposes. You know, it, it's really to, to be funny because that's what the show's been all along. Is mm-hmm. it's one of the funniest shows on TV, and it's about like kind of just there. There are chemistry all together, and so that was really nice. You get there's some beats here and here and there that they hit uh, from the shows, some of the the different like uh, recurring bits that they've done, but. Overall, like I, I was, I was expecting it to be just overly like reminisce, sad, goodbye moment. You know, everyone's crying, but they, they, they kind of hint at it and then they swerve it and they really just make it like I, I thought it was the perfect ending for New Girl. Oh, cool. Honestly, I thought it, they, they did it in a way that wasn't, wasn't they? For those who wanted to be sad, there's a few moments to be sad, but for those who just wanted to, to feel good about their, their ending. I, I thought that, that they did a perfect job of that. So even just the, down to the last second of it, I thought, oh, that's really cool. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I liked the last season, quick sh- quick season. Really funny, though. I laughed out loud several times. Um, one of the few shows that really gets me to laugh out loud is this show. So 
Um, I'm sad that it's over, but I also enjoyed the way that it ended. I'm excited to watch this. I, I New Girl is a funny story. Like when I was in college, me and uh, my, our buddy Kirk, um, we were like, huh, like, let's watch this girl show. It'll be funny. Mm-hmm. We were like drunk one night and we watched the premiere of New Girl and we were like, oh, this is actually fucking hilarious. Right. And so we watched every episode like as it came out. It's one of the very few shows I've kept up with as it comes out. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'm sad to watch the end. I don't like endings, even if they're not meant to be sad. I don't like things ending. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. We'll we'll see when I watch it, what I see. But I'm glad to hear that you, you think it was a fitting end. Yep. No, it really was. I, I I was happy with it. I mean, it wasn't the perfect ending to a show, but it was it was it was perfect for a new girl. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I expect out of a new girl. Sure. And then the final show. Um, uh, here, strap in, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which has definitely become my favorite show on TV. Um, it's even surpassed Mr. Robot. Uh, is Atlanta season two? Um, so I've kind of talked about it here and there through throughout the season so just some episodes that I've really thought are interesting but th- this this season is easily my favorite season as a whole of TV I've ever I've ever watched it was really interesting for how creative the show is for just a simple premise of some some dudes living in Atlanta who want to make it for make it and rap how they can branch off to so many different areas of life and, and, and society in general. Um, also different styles of, of like filmmaking and show, like it, it, there's comedy, there's, there's drama, there's, uh, there's just horror. I mean, there's horror involved in this, in, in this season. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> um, one of my, probably my favorite episode of TV, just one single episode called Teddy Perkins <laughs> is just, it, it was so weird and creepy and funny and, just insane. I mean, you're, this show isn't going to give you the best performances in the world. I mean, they're they're really good performances, but it's not like a like a Rami Malek or anything like that, you know. Um, but it's going to give you a lot of, a lot to think about, a lot to laugh at, um, a, really a lot to be kind of astounded with uh, in terms of just the subject matter. Performances are great, but they're not they're not what makes the show. It's truly the writing and the directing and and just the overall vision of the show that makes it so great. It it did. It started the first six or so episodes. I thought were it was a six episode stretch where I'm like, this is amazing. And then there was a kind of a lull for two episodes or so. And then the finale was was outstanding. So it really. I know a lot of times I say, um, if you if you're already watching the show, then keep watching. You shouldn't you shouldn't. Uh, this is show isn't going to get you to watch. This shouldn't make you watch the the other seasons. This this season should make you watch the other season of Atlanta if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've you've watched some of the first season. Yep. Um, you need to get through that to get to season two and watch that as soon as possible. Um, it, it really is that that good, and I would be absolutely shocked if it doesn't get uh, Emmy recognition. Uh, it's definitely going to get nominated. If it doesn't win, though, I, I would be – I don't know what could beat it in, in, the, in the comedy category because it's going to be nominated in the comedy category. Did it win last year? I think it did. Yeah. So if it doesn't win, I don't know how <laughs> because it, it's really it, – it's it's just absolutely – it's it's insane. I, I love the show so much. Yeah, I'm excited to get into this. Um, it just – like you've described a couple scenes and stuff to me and it just sounds fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like just so weird and out there, but in a way that is okay. Like it, it's not. It works so. Fa- well. It's not Family Guy cutaways to chickens fighting. It's like it's wild and crazy shit, but that makes sense in the context of the show and is still funny. And the thing that I've really noticed about the show, and I think that that I've really loved about it, is so like the main characters are Ern, who is uh, Donald Glover, Paperboy, who I don't know the actor's name, and uh, Lakeith Stanfield's character. I can't remember his name right now. Those are kind of the main three. And then every once in a while, Zazie Beats, who is Ern's baby mama, will pop in. But the thing that – she, I think she actually had an episode to herself this season too. Um, the thing that though like about these these main core of characters is that they're, the, the show follows them, but then the crazy shit happens all around them and kind of to them where – they are acting how like we think when you're watching the show. It's like, is that shit really happening? <laughs> like that can't actually be happening to these characters, right? And they sometimes they'll even say it in in kind of a few words. Um, 
And it's just like, that, that's just absolutely insane that that would happen. But then you kind of think about it too. And it's like some of that stuff happens in real life, yeah. uh, especially like uh, the stuff. There's a really powerful scene where um, Ern, uh, Donald Glover's character, is is surrounded by a group of, of basically just a bunch of white people who are business people. And they're all just kind of like staring at him. And there's just a really powerful scene of, of uh, kind of how you might be in his head almost, you know, and how he's thinking about it. It's really cool. Huh. But then, like I said, you got the Teddy Perkins episode, which even if you haven't – even if you don't watch – you could watch that episode by yourself <laughs> and really enjoy it and, and feel something out of it. So uh, it's it's great. I, I can't recommend this, this show and this season specifically enough. Well, saving the best for last there. A- Atlanta is – I, I don't know how many times we have to talk about it on the show before people go watch it, but <laughs> get your asses out there and go watch Atlanta. I've got some homework. I'm probably going to get a few episodes in tonight just from hearing how psyched you are about it. Um, yeah, Donald Glover has quickly become, he is the black person now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think, I don't know if we talked about this on the show yet, but um, it, it seems like the way Kanye has been acting in the last couple weeks and then Donald Glover comes out with This Is America and hosted SNL. It seems like black people were like, okay, f- never mind, Kanye. We're going to go over to Donald Glover now, uh, of which I'm, s- I'm kind of supportive. I lo- now, I love Kanye, but I don't, think, I don't think we should all hitch our wagons to Kanye. I just think, <laughs> like with Donald Glover, though, I think it's way more deserved, yeah. honestly, because not only is he great at music, um, he is a, an amazing writer, an amazing director. He produces um, – he can do he can do stand up. He does stand up. He is can do like the improv sketch stuff. Um, he's just he's so versatile. He can do he can play Lando Calrissian in a Star Wars movie. Oh, I, I mean wait. I mean seriously like what think like what can he do honestly? Plus he's like he's a, he's a father of two kids. Like he's he's just so much shit. He's balancing. It's, it's absolutely incredible, and he's so freaking talented. So. And then he was also a fucking Troy on Community, so that, I'm always going to have that. <laughs> he's like the Beyonce of men, but like <laughs> Beyonce squared. Yeah. Like, and he's a bad motherfucker. I was getting kind of pissed off, too, because some people are giving him shit this week for having a white wife. Dude, fuck that. I was yeah. talking to someone about this recently. Right. If you're a person who thinks that you can't have a white significant other and still be down, mm-hmm. then fuck you. Yeah. Like, you're part of the problem. It, for me, it's just like... Seriously, like you have to it, people are just attacking him because they have to find something to attack him for. Yeah, because he's he's done so much good stuff. Um, and I, I know he's a little like weird when it comes to people. Uh, I know he's not like super social and he's kind of he's introverted, I think. Um, but he's he just he doesn't it seems like he doesn't do wrong shit, you know, and he's he's really talented. He's super creative. He's just he he puts his stuff out there and works really hard. You know, like what can't you what, what what can you say bad about him, you know? Yeah, no kidding. I, I don't think there's anything. If he's got skeletons in his closet, no one's found him yet. But right. I've been following him for a long time since Community, like we talked about. But even as Childish Gambino, his music goes back. If you're not listening to Childish Gambino, go fucking listen to Childish Gambino um, and watch Atlanta. Basically, everything this guy has put out has been awesome. Yeah. He's even in he's in Magic Mike 2. And he's fucking awesome in that. He, has, <laughs> he like sings R&B to this chick and dances for her. And it's fucking awesome. And, yeah, everything the guy does is awesome. So if you can get your hands on some Donald Glover, watch it in whatever. Uh, specifically, though, as it relates to the show this week, Atlanta. Get out there and, and see this latest season. Oh, yeah. That's going to bring us to the end of episode 44. Don't forget, uh, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. You're going to get a month of Audible and your first book for free. For free. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you may be listening. That's uh, Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever it is. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you're getting our new episodes every Friday when they drop. Don't forget, hit the YouTube channel. At Jared Buckendall. (laughs) For all of the podcast episodes, all of the Ride Home episodes. Uh, This weekend, we are going to be seeing Deadpool 2, like pretty much everyone else will be. Uh, so look hopefully forward. in an IMAX yeah we might uh, in Denver we might see in the IMAX so that'll be pretty fucking sweet uh, so keep an eye out for the ride home from Deadpool 2 uh, don't forget also uh, Jared is doing his review thing over there uh, most recently I know he did uh, Tully was one of his newest ones 
Uh, last week he went to Breaking In and Life of the Party. <laughs> so uh, if you don't already know how good Life of the Party is, then get over there and uh, hit the YouTube channel. At Jared Buckendall. To see what Jared thought. He also did a cool video. Uh, he did the his top top monologues. Or I not still monologues, need to watch uh, Not monologues. Fucking. Uh, montages. Montages. Jesus. So yeah, that was that was really funny. I like that. So and I I agree with his his final pick as well. Okay, good. Well, I bet I know what it is, but um, yeah, get out there and watch it. We'll link we'll link to it down below for those of you who haven't watched it. But uh, you can always find that on YouTube at Jared Buckingham <laughs> if you're looking for it. That's gonna do it again. This was episode forty four for Seth. Ott. This is Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye. Penis.